Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Mudgear Battle Alliance Pro and Strength and Speed owner, Evan Preparis. I'm sleep-deprived, so my brain is functioning slower than normal. We are here post-OCR Everest. Before we get to that, quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Squirrels Nut Butter, the anti-chafing product. We were giving away free samples at OCR Everest, Tough Mudder, New England, and it uh, kept me chafe-free. We'll, we'll hear a little more about any chafing problems from the crew in a little bit. All right, joining me, I've got my dad, Terry Preparis. Hello, still awake. Pit crew and pacer, I got, I also have uh, Daniel Leonard, Payson. Here I am again. And then I have filmmaker Bobby Ross. Yo! So we are we are recording this Sunday night. Uh, we stayed awake all night Saturday pacing me. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to run through OCR Everest, talk about some of the challenges, which is like basically everything. And then we're going to talk about some things that are kind of unexpected and, you know, mention where you can donate for uh, Infinite Hero. So let's, we'll start off at the top. So the plan was to do Everest, so an Everest thing. So it's essentially you climb the height of Everest, and but the twist was I'm going to do it with obstacles. So using Tough Mudder obstacles. So we picked Tough Mudder New England because it is the only Tough Mudder course on a Ski Mountain, and it's specifically at Stratton, Stratton, Vermont, which is the same site as the OCRWC, um, both last year and this year. So we'll be back here in a couple of months. But the plan was, yeah, climb, uh, essentially multi-lap the course during the day, and then when the course closes at night, we're going to just kind of go up and down the side of the mountain, and then go uh, back on the course Sunday and kind of finish up for the 29,029 feet. So... Bobby, I, I think I pulled you into this mess. Well, I guess I pulled my dad in first because he's just, but he, he's got obligated to show up because he's my family. <laughs> it's very true. So let, let's, Bobby, like, give me some of your, um, actually, let, Daniel, I, I told you about the event first, but didn't recruit you. So tell me what your thoughts were when I told you this was the plan for 2022's fundraiser. Um, specifically, it was actually, uh, we discussed this at the uh, OCR World Championships last year and when he first brought it up to me and I remember when you were telling me I was staring at the mountain after just going up and down and thinking this is a horrible 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 <laughs> idea um, but sure yes I'm I'm, I'm in so <laughs> but but again like uh, just thinking like and we we're you know doing quick math on how many times we'd have to go up and down and just doing it once going up and down like completely just wrecked me and thinking like, okay, if I had to do this more than once in 24 hours, like uh, I can't imagine that. Yeah. When I, when I did OCRWC last year, I knew the plan. I knew the 2022's fundraiser already. So I like mentally prepared myself to be like, well, what would this feel like if I had to go up and down it multiple more times? Um, so it felt easier than normal last year. Uh, that being said, I enticed Bobby to come along, and for some for some reason he said yes, which I'm sure he's regretting this weekend. So tell me kind of what your thoughts were coming into the event and kind of what you were expecting once we got here. Yeah, I think my expectations were just pain. Like whenever Evan asked me to do something, like we were, we were joking earlier that the best thing about being friends with Evan is that he lowers your expectations about everything. You're like... <laughs> Oh man, like before you're like, well, I have to like go all the way to the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs if I want to be happy. But at this point, I'm just happy if I get to sleep through the night, which is great. And that's exactly how this one ended up as well, because there's something really mentally draining about going 
only uphill. Right? Like there's 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 no feeling of relief. There's no like regular rhythm of like ascent and descent in something like this because as Evan is going to say, the only thing we did for or that he did for like 10 hours was just walk uphill. And it's something that weighs on you mentally in ways that you, you really can't expect, like that you can't really prepare for. And so like at the beginning, like the first time we went through the course, I was like, this is horrendous. Just like, just like Daniel was saying, this is a lot. But as we started to settle into the rhythm of just climbing uphill, it got a lot worse. Yeah. So we, I, so we started off doing a lap of the 15K. And what was interesting was because the only thing I care about is ascent. Um, when we were on uphills, I'm like, oh, good. I'm making ground. I'm making ground. And then we'd turn and it'd be a downhill. And I'd be like, ah, oh, another downhill, right? Because it's not adding towards my overall goal. So I'm pretty sure I was the only person on the course that was upset at any flats or downhills. So we did the, I did the 15K once, did the 5K once. And I figured uh, kind of based off my watch readings, the 5K elevation seemed to be better elevation per mile. Um, and then if anyone's curious, right? So typically most GPS watches read via barometric pressure. So as I was going to the water obstacles, I was making sure I was keeping my, my watch out of the water to make sure I wouldn't throw off the reading, um, which is something, you know, I, I knew about coming into it, but I, you know, just, just, just an additional reminder. I had to keep myself every time I ran, we came up to a water obstacle. Oh. I remember uh, bringing this up and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with my watch, Evan, but I read we got 59,000 miles oh, on the first go. Deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you were dunking your you were dunking. Yeah, your mine was going down in yeah. the water like several times. So, so I, like on Black Ness Monster, I had to like keep my I like one hand out of the water. Um, I took off my watch and gave it to Bobby when I did, went on Arctic Anima because you had to go under the actual tube. So uh, yeah, made, made sure that happened. So we did the 5K for a while course uh closed originally tough mother said they were gonna we were gonna have to leave the festival and essentially go find a road or something and go up and down a road and the road we scouted out on friday the day before uh we eventually were like this like i'm gonna get killed by a car <laughs> so we, we grabbed a couple of road guard vests just in case and then um as the kind of the night progressed they're like oh no well you can stay here you just can't be on the actual course so we ended up using a trail, if anyone remembers OCRWC, it was like the furthest right trail uh, looking at the Stratton Mountain. And it was that descent we did kind of back into the festival area. Uh, I know, I know uh, Dan, you did a couple of laps up that trail. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I actually specifically remember coming down that trail because uh, I, I believe it was the uh, the uh, the uh, Carabina ladder that, uh, that we kind of uh, crawled under, I believe, or something like that. And then I think Twist of... Uh, yeah, twist on life. Twist on life the was, the lines it was right there. So um, I remember coming down that, and I remember it was a is a very controlled fall uh, going down. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we turned to go up, and I was like, I remember coming down this, and it was it was uh, like quite all out. So going back up it, I was like, uh, this is gonna this is gonna hurt. And sure enough, like every time I was pacing Evan on this, uh, the first part of that. Uh, uh, trail uh, ascend was uh, was was fine, and then we turn that corner and go like basically vertically up, and it just smoked me every time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found my little rock that I would stop, and I was like, "All right, Evan, go ahead and go. I'll wait for you here." <laughs> uh, I na- I needed the Daniel Leonard rock, which is where he would kind of lay down on and let me do the last couple hundred feet of ascent by myself. 
Okay, I have a story about that spot. So, when Evan decided that that was where we wanted to try first for our post-Tough Mudder course runs throughout the rest of the evening, the very first thing Evan said was, yeah, I saw a bear. Yeah. He's like, yeah, there's a bear right up there. I was like, Evan, it's about to get dark. Why are we continuing to take the bear trip? <laughs> and so we did the bear trip. I, I, what, what did you do, like three times? Um, I, will, I did it twice with Ray. Yeah. I did it twice with you. Oh, yeah. I think I did it like six times or so. Yeah. You did a lot. And okay, and then so that's, that's right. You, you had been doing it a while. And then once night started to fall, you and I were going out. And like a raccoon, like went across like the trail, and like it, it scared both of us. I mean, like yeah. it was like a, an audible yelp. And at that point, I realized if that had been a bear, I would be dead. And I started to think, you know what, Evan may not be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we kind of reevaluated at that point because it, the, you know, the first couple hundred feet of the trail was you were kind of by uh, houses, so it wasn't too bad. But then that second part, this where it got steeper and where Daniel liked to take his break, like you were, you were literally just in the woods. There was there was no houses nearby. There's no roads nearby. If you hurt yourself, there's no way any like a medical vehicle could access you. Like they couldn't see. They couldn't even see. Right. Like so, there was so little ambient light, and um, at, you know, I was like, all right, this is starting to be a bad idea. Like we were we were making poor choices about what's going to happen. And being that we were only going to get more tired and more exhausted, the choices were just going to get that much worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we ended up switching to... Uh, oh, go for oh, also, too, like, the, like, going down that actually ended up going down, like, very, very loose gravel, uh, large rock. And, and as we lost light, it was prone for injuries. So. Yeah. So we end up um, realizing there's a trail, like the road at the beginning of that, kind of the road runs right by it. So we're like, all right, well, we can use that road. And um, so we switched to the road. And at this point in the night, I don't know how many, we've gone about 14,000 feet of elevation gain and about 14,000 feet of descent. So we've been going up and down. Um, And then we start doing the math on how long it's going to take. And assuming we don't slow down, it would take about 29 hours. And I was like, all right, well, um, you know, like, well, what do we do? And it's like, well, the, the goal of the event is to, one, raise money for Infinite Hero Foundation, and two, is to challenge yourself, right? So, um, and it climbed the height of Everest. It's So, the, nothing about descending the height of Everest. It's about climbing. And I kept bringing up the Evan several times. I've seen people Everest on TV. They helicopter down, or, or they get bus down, or they gondola ride down. So, they um, die. So the descent, I was like, that's not part of Everesting. It's the ascending part. We can just descend in the car. And a, kind of a funny side note, after I looked, when we when we finished, I looked at, uh, Stratton actually does an official event called 29029. So it's you, you climb the height of Everest. And I looked on the website and it says, you climb up and then you take the gondola back down. So, like, part of me at first was like, oh, I don't know if this is right. And then I was like, no, no, it's about, cl- it's about climbing. So what we ended up doing was this road that runs right next to the mountain or, like, kind of up the mountain. We ended up walking up it. Uh, probably was about 600 feet of gain. And then we would get in the car, drive back to the base, and repeat. And essentially that's what 12 hours looked like. Is that how long we were out there? Well, we ended at about 7.30 in the morning. So I guess it's about it was about twelve. 
Yeah. I think it was a little less than 12. Maybe but, 10. Yeah, I think about 10. When you started, you were still light? Barely, was yeah. Uh, no, no, it was dark. It was dark. It was completely dark. It was yes. dark. So you must have, uh, uh, I think uh, sun, yeah, the sun went down around 8.30. Yeah. So 9, 9, 9 to 7.30. Bobby, you want to tell us a little about... Ten and a half hours. Some of the random well, discussions we were having as we were climbing up the mountain and the, the murder house... <laughs> all right so i've never been to vermont i've spent a little bit of time in new england but until you have been up a mountain road that has zero uh like city lights or traffic lights there, there's really nothing to kind of like give you any bearing of like where civilization is it's just trees everywhere and these random really expensive houses that in the daytime look super super nice but at nighttime when it's just two guys in vests and headlamps, you know, there's a bunch of noises out in the out of the <laughs> in the trees, and like we started talking about Sasquatch, we started talking about Bigfoot. At one point, it sounded like there were people out on their front porch shooting guns, and we yeah, hear someone were. say, "What I are they, those I think they were BB guns. It was like it was a birthday party or something. <laughs> it was terrible. And then at the very top of the hill was a house that to us seemed like the perfect murder house. It was just. <laughs> It was, like, right out of the trees. Like, it was completely dark until you, like, put your headlamp on it. And it's just, like, we started freaking ourselves out and talking about UFOs. Started talking about just, like, kind of whatever, like, you, you say when your brain stops, like, kind of following a linear path from one thought to the next. Which I know Evan found very entertaining. It was entertaining. <laughs> so th- then the murder house looked like it was all stone. Like, it looked like an unfinished stone building. With and a then, meat wreath. And then with a meat wreath. So, like, it <laughs> Like a wreath made of human body parts or something. And then what's funny is like 12 hours later, the sun comes up and it's like a nice house. It's like a gray, it's got normal gray siding. It's got, a, it's got a brown, nice wreath on the outside. And it was like, we were, we were overthinking this. You know, and we're like, don't, don't turn around in the murder, murder house driveway. Don't, don't do it. You know, cause at that time, you know, it's. It's the middle of the night. It's three a.m. So, uh, you know, we're and it's and it's at the top of the ma- of the of the hill we we're going up. So by the time you're up there, you're you're physically exhausted and mentally tired. So uh, the repeating of the murder house and all the things that can go wrong just kept coming up. <laughs> so we um, we're ascending and. Uh, I'd say the the one thing I was like really kind of upset at myself for was I I had a bunch of people who said they were coming to the event, but they didn't explicitly say they were they were going to pace me. So I assumed we were going to have more pacers. And uh, my friend Ray, who was at Infinite Hero Honor Challenge the last two years, came out and paced early in the day. And then it was basically the three people on this podcast pacing me. So Bobby, who's supposed to be filming, not pacing me. You have Daniel, who's job is pace me but outweighs me by a couple of pounds <laughs> and then my dad 75 um but strong um yeah but normally his job is primarily pit so um but you know it got to the point where i i mean the crew we look terrible like everyone looked terrible uh, myself bobby daniel and then my dad had to step in and, and start pacing yeah, I, I was riding in the car because I didn't want to stay hell, uh, stay by myself in in base camp. It was cold. It was cold in the stupid mountains there. <laughs> Sitting in the dark, you know, mixing up perpetuum drinks and heat and pills and all the uh, other things I do uh, as a as a pit member. 
And I said, oh, I'll ride in the car, you know. So I'm riding in the car, and uh, I'm looking at Bobby and Daniel, and uh, they're not looking too good. They look kind of tired, you know. And at that point, I'm I'm aggressive. I said, why am I sitting here? What am I, a piece of luggage? I said, I "I I can probably probably make the climb once. I mean, Evan's not moving. He's moving fast, but not that fast. He's not running. I said, well, I can. So I did it the first time. I'm, I'm breathing hard. I said, oh, that was pretty good. I, I, you know, I'm proud of myself. Well, then, the, then they expected me to do it every other time, <laughs> and I, I, I was doing pretty good. I, I think I got four, uh, four rep, repetitions in over the course of several hours, and uh, I, we were getting near the end, and the sun was coming up, and uh, I tried to do one more, and uh, it was very sad. I lost Evan. He went, yeah. <laughs> he went, he went up the hill, and uh, I was a good fifty yards behind him, I think. Yeah, so the, the the very first one, Bobby's like, all right, so I'll be back in 22 minutes, which is like kind of the standard. And I was like, maybe maybe make it a little sooner. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and my dad did fine. He did fine. Yeah. Then he did fine on all the other ones. And then the very last one, um, again, you you ended up falling back on that last yeah, one, yeah. which is, it was, I don't know, six in the morning. Six yeah, it was light out. And uh, I turn around and you're not there. And I'm like, again, my I'm sleep deprived. I'm tired. And my brain starts going nuts. I'm like, Oh my god! I gave my dad a heart attack. He's dead on the side of the road. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, what have I done with my life? He's part of the meat breed. <laughs> he's he's at the murder house. <laughs> so I start like panicking, and then you you crested the hill, and I was like, oh god! I was like, oh. There yeah, well, one time I lost sight of him. I said, oh, I I don't know which way he turned. You know, I said, well maybe he went up this way, and I turned. And it was someone's driveway. I said, oh, I guess he didn't go that way. So <laughs> uh, I, I did I, I did follow him, but. Uh, so that that's kind of what I mean. You look at all the other endurance events I've done, all the other charity events, and the stress I put on the crew was insane for this one. It was absolutely insane. Like they did so much more work uh, than is normal for a human to ask of another person. So like I, I can't even stress how big of a kind of team effort this was. Um, even though I, I'm the one who did the uh, obviously all the climbing for the, the charity event, but like. You know, I needed I needed pacers there to keep me on track. I needed people to keep take my mind off of things, and um, you know, I needed that psychological support of having someone physically out there with me. So uh, yeah, it was just I can't again. The I was telling Bobby like um, when when I get to fatigue levels, I go from essentially normal, and then I guess I get tired. I become more talkative because uh, I'm trying to take my my mind off things, and then I get as more more tired. I go silent. I just kind of. We just kind of sit in the pain cave. And I know there were several laps with both uh, Daniel and Bobby where there was no talking. We just, <laughs> they literally just got out of the car and the two of us, wa- we walked in silence <laughs> for 25 minutes up a hill. You were, I remember one point you were like, are you okay? And I'm like, dude, I'm just in my pain cave. It's yeah. And the, <laughs> so the only time we talked is like we would do a live video and then we'd go back to immediate silence. <laughs> I've, I've, I've worked with Evan on a couple couple uh events and so i'm very familiar with the silence part i'm very i, I actually do very similar tactics um so like it was it was like i would just turn and look at him okay he's still moving good <laughs> all right turn around keep one foot in front of the other <laughs> and then uh every then like he said he'd go live and we'd literally turn it on talk he'd turn it off and it's back to complete silence <laughs> so you know Normal, talkative, silence, and then the the lowest level for me is like hyper emotional. Where if you say anything <laughs> to me, I'm gonna like I'm like on the verge of tears. 
So we hit that towards the end of the climb, where I was like, sh- like, like anyone said anything, I was like, all right, hold it together, hold it together. And um, essentially, the step below that is I basically like give up and like lay down on the side. Um, so we didn't, we didn't get to the point where I had to lay down, but uh, I was proud. Like I, I kept moving the whole time. At no point did I stop and rest. It was climbing, and uh, I was fully expecting like my legs to lock up. Uh, but again, I think it was the nutrition and kind of staying on top of things that I. My legs were obviously were exhausted, but like it didn't feel like they were getting worse. It just felt like they were constant low, th- uh, dull pain. My left leg did lock up, like at around it might have been three a.m. Like it was just like I had like hit my limit. I was I was walking without bending my knee because I was like I I, I don't like I can't I can't do anything with it. And that that was like a a really low point for me, like mentally, physically, like I just. That was like the the deepest I'd ever kind of like pushed just to walk, and yeah. it was like a. I mean, like now I'm like, oh, that's it's funny, it's fun, but at the at the time I was it's like, not, yeah, what what am I what am I doing here? <laughs> Somebody give me some lemonade. So we we eventually finish up the road section again. So at that point we, like Bobby was saying, we were just doing ascents. So it's just climbing, and then you sit in the car for feels like 30 seconds i think it was like two minutes three minutes I don't at know. the most <laughs> it felt too every time it felt too short and then we got out of the car and walked up the hill again and uh so we hit basically twenty seven thousand feet at this point and we go back over to the tough mudder village and we the plan was to do one 10k lap so they did the 5k and the 15k before and i knew about how much elevation they had and i was like oh the 10k should be about we that should like just get get us over the line and then we looked at the 10K map, and it looked like almost exactly the same as the 15K. And I was like, "There's no way this is only this is only this is 10K. It's got to be longer." And it was. It was a little over seven. So, um, but at that point, so we you know we line up and we're in the starting corral, and Sean Carvel does his thing. Amazing as always. Can't say enough good things about Sean. Happy Sean. Yeah. So that was Bobby's. Bobby, that was your first time here, and Sean, tell me a little bit about your impressions. I was like holding back tears. I was like, I don't know this man at all, and it's like I don't know how he's got his like finger on like like my heartstrings, but he was plucking them, plucking them like a harp, yeah, like a, a wonderful sonorous harp. <laughs> <laughs> so then he hands me the mic, and I feel like I feel like my brain was firing so slow. Like normally, I <laughs> no, he hands me the mic pretty regularly to do like infinite hero stuff, and he handed it to me, and I was just like, I'm climbing a mountain. Please donate. I felt like I had nothing. I felt like I was so... I don't know if it sounded as bad as in my mind. Um, it didn't sound as bad as in your mind, but you... I mean, anybody who's heard you speak, you knew it like, you're so far not normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my name is, is Evan Per... Evan Per... <laughs> it wasn't quite that... Yeah, it, it was... Uh, yeah, it was off my, off my normal uh, verbose self, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we started the 10k and, uh, a, a couple hours earlier, I was like, Bobby, are you going to do the 10k lap with me? And he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and we start we started the 10k and Bobby started running. So what, uh, what changed? I had not intended to run that with you. I was in, actually, I was still wearing my, uh, my heat underlayer and my hoodie from the night before. I was like, I'm just going to like run the first hundred meters or so with you and then kind of walk back and then I was going to go uh like like hop in the car and head on over to like the the big cluster of obstacles and just kind of finish it with you like do the last mile or so 
But like when we were like out there, you know, like you start going through all these like layers of pain and just like kind of like peeling back those parts of yourself that you think, oh, I could never go any further than this. Well, maybe I could go a little further. And I'm not like an elite athlete. I mean, I would I would really probably just describe myself as like athlete-esque more than anything. <laughs> like, you know, I could, I could do some things. But it was just like there, like at that final lap, I had to finish it. I had to see it through. I had to see the end. I had to see where all of this was going. And so like I like took off in my hoodie and just didn't stop. Except for the one time I made you stop. The yeah. only time you stopped, I was like, I got to take a minute. Yeah, but that was the only time we stopped walking uphill. Um, and we had already surpassed the height of Everest. Yeah, we finished. Which is why, we, which is why we, got, we allowed us to stop. Also, Bobby was like, I'm lightheaded. And I was like, we should probably, unless I'm going to have to like carry, <laughs> carry him back. Which I, we did for the hero carry. And yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we, we were trucking along on the 10K. Um before we get to that, though, uh, Dad, what was your thoughts on the weather for the kind of the weekend as a whole? Well, it was it was very cool. I, I was surprised, uh, and it was windy. I mean, yeah. the temperature was pleasant, but there was uh, at the ba- at the the base of the uh, mountain. It was very windy all day and, and all night, so it was pretty pretty unpleasant to be out there all night. And uh, you know, I had bought a tent, but we hadn't really. Uh, decided what we were going to do, what we'd be allowed to do. And by the time they said, yeah, we could stay there overnight, I just didn't have the enthusiasm to pitch a tent. <laughs> I, I mean, and I, you know, I wouldn't have been in it anyway. I mean, when we, when I do uh, Toughest Mothers and World Toughest Mothers with Evan, I have a tent, but it's basically for the equipment. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, the equipment. <laughs> I, 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 I found out, I mean, I've been to uh, seven World's Toughest and probably at least a half a dozen of Toughest. And... Um, I found the best thing for me is not to sleep. If I go to if I go to sleep uh, and I wake up, I'm pretty useless. I just it takes me a long time to get my motor running again. So uh, shout out to the uh, to Rain. <laughs> <laughs> they're my they're my savior. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this event about it. You know, uh, about midnight. When we started it with the car shuttle and uh, running the hill. Well, that's, that's, at least that's when I started. Uh, I was pretty useless. In fact, Daniel said, "Hey, why don't, why don't we bring? We can bring two cars up." And I said, uh, "I can't drive. <laughs> no, you know, you know I'm going to be. You're going to find me in the woods in the car. You know, no, I'll just ride. You know." And I started taking some rain, and uh, it works. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, by uh, one, two o'clock, I felt pretty good. I really feel like the FDA should regulate that stuff a little bit more. Well, when I, I when I got some more, when I got some more samples on Sunday, the guy looked at me and goes, "You know, that's a lot of caffeine." And I guess he was afraid it would kill me. I was gonna chug it. I said, "No, no, I, I know how to use it. I, you know, you sip it. You know, it's not. It's not a protein drink. You don't oh, yeah. chug the whole thing down. It's, it's like rocket fuel. That, that's what my uh, my toughest motor at Philly. Like the lap, I like burnt it down was because I like slammed half a can of rain after being sleepy and i was like on fire just chasing 160 170 grams of ca- ca- caffeine yeah. 300 it's 300 no, no, for the yeah. can oh, oh half. yeah half of it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my heart would explode if i drank the whole thing in a single lap and then tried to run yeah so um yeah we hit we hit the hit the milestone but then we still had like a mile a little over a mile of course left 
Um, and there was a bunch of water obstacles, and that wind was blowing, and I was shaking. I was shaking that last mile, so I had my hands clenched. And then, uh, and then eventually, I was like, I listened to my own advice when I, I always tell people, it was like, take like if you're wearing a wet clothing, it's just making you colder. So I took off my shirt finally, so the sun would actually like hit my skin and dry it, and I felt a little bit better. It looks like a wet poodle, like in that last year, just like <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we, uh, you know, Berlin Walls. They they had the it was kind of cool. They had the course set up similar to OCRBC, where you kind of come down that through that housing area and then run right through the village. So I really like that they kept they not they kept that, but they they use the same path as OCRBC for the ending. Um, and then instead of where the uh, Force Five, uh, not Force Five. Urban Sky. Yeah, Urban Sky. Where Urban Sky was, they had Berlin Walls, so it's just an eight-foot wall for Tough Mudder. And then you kind of, kind of same path you took up towards Ricochet, except you took a hard right. Um, where where OCRBC had their little A-frame, that's where Tough Mudder had the Mudderhorn, so yeah. the obnoxious, mm-hmm. tallest obstacle in obstacle course racing, I believe, Yeah. Uh, A-frame. And then we turn around, and you basically come running through uh, Electroshock. So we had Clinton Jackson at Electroshock Therapy, as always. Yeah. So good. I love Clinton. He did such a good job, as always. He always has such nice things to say. I always feel like, I always feel like, oh, I got to go thank him after. He's, he's too nice to me. It makes <laughs> you feel so seen, you know? Yeah. It's either funny or nice, but yeah. they're, they're both awesome, though. So, so it, was, it was good to see him. Uh, I've been looking forward to seeing him all day. And then Daniel's like, you want me to go through electroshock therapy with you? So tell me, about, where did that come from? <laughs> well, um, my plan was always to find Evan. Uh, towards the end of the uh, the race, but funny thing was like um, so about an hour and fifteen minutes after he took off, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna go find him," and uh, I wandered around the course, <laughs> being misdirected by the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> so after about two miles of going, just wandering around the mountain, I, I found one of the obstacles. I said, "Well, I'm just gonna stay in here and wait for him." So uh, I eventually came through, kind of go down to the end, and I was like, "Okay, so." Um, uh, we were going down the last part of it, and I see his legs shaking <laughs> as we're going down the hill. I was like, okay, um, I've been hit with electroshock therapy. I've seen a lot of people get hit with electroshock therapy, and you can faceplant. <laughs> and I thought, that's not the way we would want to end <laughs> this event with Evan faceplanting <laughs> electroshock therapy. Lying so. in the mud. <laughs> Quivering. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, you want me to go through with you? And and, and the, the answer was not quite clear. So I was like, oh, I'll just plan on going through. And right before we, when we got there, I was like, hey, so you want me in front of you or behind you? <laughs> he said, yeah, you can go behind me. I was like, okay. So I was just prepared yeah. just in case, you know, because um, the wind actually picked up, which made it a little worse, too. Yeah, because the wires were <laughs> they moving. Started, they were they moving. <laughs> so you could pick a path like, all right, I'm going to slide between here, and right as you're going through, the wind, the wind blows and it just hits you. <laughs> like, I actually got hit more times than I've in accumulated time of doing every one of the events. Like, I, I've i never been hit by electroshock therapy that many times, a grand total, than I did than that one time going through there. You you must have been thinking. So the electroshock therapy only like hits you once and then like there's like a couple second reset. So you can't get you can't get shocked like boom 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 boom. No no no, I got hit I, by multiple ones. As well, they were. you must have been taking all of them because I only got hit once. I I think I took it was like maybe ten. What? <laughs> yes. Really? And so I was like I was like wow this is um 
this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I went through this earlier, you know, on my course, and I think I got hot, hit like like twice. <laughs> but I was like, you know, that was my main thing was like, hey, I don't want him to face plant at the end of this event. It's gonna, it's not gonna look good. So. Well, he asked me, he asked me, do you want me to go through with you? And I'm not gonna say yes. I want my friends to go through the electric <laughs> obstacle with me. So I gave like a like a nonchalant answer because I don't want to force him into it. I've already made the guy walk up a mountain literally all night long. And then sometimes, sometimes when um, when everyone was exhausted, they would just follow me in the car. So the car is creeping along at like two miles an hour. Well, we did that uphill. like five or six times. Yeah, yeah that was a lot. Yeah. So, I mean... That was really depressing. That was horrible. <laughs> the funny one was, like, I was, like, you know, towards the end of the night, like, my... No, nobody knows, but I was planning. I was, like, I'm going to reserve quite a bit for the the, the bad hour. So, it's, like, the past three, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It really hurts. And then, you know, right before the sunset. I mean, sun starts to come up. You start getting some energy. And then right towards the end where you can see the finish line so close and it's just... Um, it just, it's still, it like hurts the most because you want to stop. You're like, I'm so close to like not being done, but being done for this hill. And so like, um, uh, <laughs> there was one, I finished like, a, a lap. That's what we call the up and down. And so like, I sit in the back and like, um, I had my dry robe on and it got really warm and all of a sudden I dozed off. <laughs> and and I w when I woke up, I looked over to the side. I see Evan walking by himself and I like jumped into a panic. And I told Bobby, drive up 20 feet, drop me, and let me out. It was such a panic. By the time I got to Evan, like 20 feet, like I'm hyperventilating. I'm like, okay, now I got to go walk up the hill. <laughs> so, Daniel, what did you say when... Um like I think it was like right after the 15k it was uh, about this compared to other events that I've had, I had planned I've done for charity um I actually said it right when he I thought I thought it in my mind actually when he told me about it a, uh, eight months ago yeah I was like this is the worst thing ever like the worst than all, this, this, worse than all, all of them. them I was like you know I know and I told him I said I know it might not be the worst for you, but for us, it's the worst. Oh, it's definitely the worst for the, for the crew. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but the worst, the worst idea ever. I mean, and it's not even close. <laughs> okay. Dad, you've been there for almost all of them. Uh, how do you think this compares to like Endure the Gauntlet or OCR America or OCR America? Well, too? it was probably the most unique OCR uh, I've ever attended. In the sense that we were spending so much time in the car driving <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know, it was almost like a road rally that was going nowhere. Um, yeah, it was unique. Uh, I'm glad I got the chance to pace him. I've never paced him before yeah. at, at an OCR. Uh, I, I did pace him in a 100-mile race at, at one point when he was uh, hurting. Uh, but that was like six, seven years ago, probably. 2014. 2014, all right. Even more. So uh, I, he, I enjoyed being part of the uh, athletic group, you know. Uh, it's not it's not something I planned. Thank you for doing. But uh, you know, <laughs> as I said, I was sitting in the car and uh, I said, "Well, you know, I, I got to do something to help this situation." <laughs> so uh, thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> so we we uh, crossed the finish line, um, and then uh, people people were looking rough. Dozing off in there in our kind of pit area, we were kind of hanging out, just kind of waiting to try to get some more donations. Uh, I forgot to give a shout out to Becca from Infinite Hero Foundation. 
she was there all weekend long uh, at the tent, collecting donations, telling people about Infinite Hero. And then also, again, another shout out to Sean Carvel. Kind of every time I came through the through the lap, he would you know hand me the mic and let me uh, plug the foundation and talk a little bit about what we were doing at the event. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if it was my worst one. I yeah, I think it might. It, it was the worst one for for me. Endure <laughs> the gauntlet. I think was worse. Um, this is probably yeah. second. I'm gonna put this as number two. Yeah, and then probably OCR Mill actually is three. OCR America was was bad, but it was also a lot of fun. That was so fun, man. You know, both both OCR Americas were a lot of fun. So it was bad, but there was so much fun in there that it kind of overwhelmed uh, some of the bad. Um, Mike Stefano, looking at you, man. Yeah, where are you, Mike we Stefano? Missed you, dude. Yeah, and Jacob, we went to both. Of you yeah, guys. oh Jacob. But we thought uh, I thought Mike Stefano would be here, but I guess yeah. he, he got sick of it recently, so um, couldn't make it out for this event, even though it's Northeast based. I do have a funny story from this one. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, okay. So the the very so I went out with Evan first at the fifteen k. Uh, the very first time you just like went out of the gate. So already I'm kind of slow or whatever, and I'm like I've somehow got to make it through this entire weekend. And so right at the very end, I'm like, well, I kind of need to cut around this hill so I can catch Evan at the end, or else I'm going to be kind of worthless. And so we we get out of uh, man I can't remember it's like the last obstacle before you go over the most gigantic hill, uh, and Evan was like I think that way leads back to the village, like and he pointed out to a clearing in the trees that led back out into the village, uh, and into some residential neighborhoods and I was like okay cool I'll go that direction. And it added like over a mile. Like I came out of yeah. the trees right at the at the six or at the the next mile marker where you would be. And then I just had to like run. So like what what I was I was like, dang it! I've added a whole extra mile, and you already finished by the time I got there. Yeah, I already gone. finished. Yeah, I felt bad because I pointed. I'd be like, I think that's I think that's a shortcut, and I was clearly very wrong it was it was great actually like when i was there I was like, i'm i'm so lost this is exactly how i how the rest of this weekend's gonna go i know it yeah so um donations are still open we got a facebook online fundraiser and then we have gofundme gofundme again is the charity portion so again all that money goes to infinite hero foundation so whether you donate on facebook or you donate to the gofundme link it it doesn't matter it, they both go to the same place uh, i just gotta know some people are picky about you know so they don't like using going through the facebook or the the vice versa so just giving you options there um also had a bunch of cash donations there so thank you anyone everyone that donated whether it was a dollar or a hundred dollars i do appreciate it you know any any donation is helpful and uh to me it's like really the thought that counts i know everyone's got different financial uh statuses and stuff like that and priorities and stuff like that so you know any donation we much appreciate it head over and please donate Oh. <laughs> we've been we've been awake for a long time we did take a couple hour nap this afternoon uh but essentially we've been awake since yesterday morning i think i was awake for as a 24 34 hours before i finally went to bed yeah and about uh 28 of those i was walking up a hill <laughs> it was pretty terrible. only up only up <laughs> Oh, about half half was up, only up, and then half was up and down. So worst idea ever. It was bad. I, my um, when we when we were getting out of the car, my lower back 
and like between my shoulder blades was just tightened up so bad. So when we got we went to get up to go eat, I like stood up and my body was still bent over at ninety degrees. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, wait to loosen that up." Um, other than that, I'm not in too bad of a shape. My uh, I don't really have any blisters. Uh, my toes were a little hurt from just kind of jamming into the front of my shoes, but nothing nothing like visible. Uh, I had a couple of really bad uh, splinters go through my hand at one point. <laughs> I'm not uh, even sure where that came from. I think it was the top of Berlin Wall. Oh, uh, yeah. I did see them putting that back together. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then uh, it feels, if you've done World's Toughest, that you know, like that general exposure feeling? Mm. Like my lips are super dry and my face just kind of hurts from the wind. Yeah. Ba- I mean, basically, going up that entire mountain, it was it was wind hitting us in the face. Like... I'm not sure if the wind actually was ever ever coming from a different direction, but even as we turned, it felt like this the wind's coming straight at our face. Right <laughs> Every at turn, it hits you right in the face. It might be because all the the way the tree line is set up, the wind is only coming down one way, and it's the way the road turns. So every time you turn, the wind is just hitting you in the face. So when you're out there all night, you end up uh, like when you find something funny, you just kind of stick to it. Because your brain's too tired. So, Bobby, you want to you say what our favorite joke was for the night? You don't have to explain it because people people should probably know what it is if you. If they Dirty get, Mike and the Boys. Dirty Mike and the Boys. The old soup kitchen. So, we, we were quoting the other guys. Like, but but not, we weren't quoting the other guys the movie. Like, just that, that scene. Just that bit. Just that bit. That 30 seconds. 30 seconds. We worked for. 12 hours. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I'm so sorry, Terry, because your car smells like a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> there was absolute chaos in the car because, like, it was in and out of it so quickly. Like, it was, a, it was a short ride down, and then it was a ride to base camp, and then a ride back, and then picking up and heading back down. Like, it was absolute chaos in the car. <laughs> Just stuff everywhere <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how messy my car looked when I, when I saw it the, when I tried to clean it out this this afternoon I mean you would think people were living in that car for like days <laughs> looks kind of like a mother raccoon and give it <laughs> it's still funny it's still it will, funny it will forever be funny and funnier now <laughs> yes I agree I agree. <laughs> Dirty Mike. <laughs> so that that was the seventh and final Ultra OCR fundraiser. So that's it. I got I'm out of ideas. And if you think of something bad, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm exhausted. I mean my my body so you know, like you know, as as we approach the end, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh well it's we're almost there. But like when I when I look back I viewed it as like a seven year journey. So um it's kind of like a culmination of a lot of things, just kind of the all the different events that have come up with over the last couple of years. So yeah, it's kind of kind of relief to get it off my back, and kind of uh, I don't know, also a little bit sad, you know, because part of the it's, the journey is part of the whole experience. So what you probably don't realize is, I believe it was my first CTG was actually the end of your first. Oh, OCR America was yeah. that right? And then Did you go on the lap with us? The, lo- the log lap. You went on the log oh, lap? The log lap. Damn. So Daniel's been there for almost every one. <laughs> OCR I, America. I actually, I actually had no idea what was going on. I just remember people saying, OCR <laughs> America. Oh, we got to like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we got to tell, tell this story. This is, my, this is probably my favorite part of the whole weekend. Um, so the, 
yeah, through Infinite Hero, I've essentially like uh, there are some events where I'm essentially t- I'm Tough Mudder staff, <laughs> right? So I like I know a bunch of the staff now. I know what the, like their protocols are. They have like reoccurring meetings and stuff like that. You know, so on Friday we showed up to the normal Friday meeting um, that morning, but Daniel wasn't there. He showed up. He showed up later, and Daniel shows up and just starts like integrating himself with the staff <laughs> and i'm pretty sure some people think he's like part of their tmhq now because we're leaving and they're like daniel when what when are we going to see you again what event are you going to be at and you know the uh tough yeah. mother, they order tough mother hq was also uh great as far as like you know they, they oh they were awesome food. yes thanks steph yes yeah and uh steph hooked us up with some other stuff so really appreciate everything uh that the tmhq did and then you know so Sunday, at this point, we've been awake again. We're twenty plus twenty four hours. We're exhausted, and they had breakfast. They had breakfast delivered for their staff, just like they always do before an event. And Daniel goes in there and is not like again. People have no idea. You don't know what he does, and he just like walks in there like he owns the place, and he's just loading up on food. No, no, I'm actually I've grabbed two plates that I'm loading up for for Terry and Evan while I'm stuffing my face with. With additional food, I know it looked, it had to look so crazy. And like, I have zero cares. Like, I'm just, I'm walking through and holding stuff like I, like I, like I maybe bought it. (laughs) (laughs) And even, even when we went in to grab lunch, so the event's over, um, me and Daniel walk in to grab lunch. People are like, oh, hey, Daniel. I was like, what? We're we're working for you for like two years. Who's that guy to Daniel first? Who's that guy with <laughs> like, hey, here, hey, Evan, look here. This is Evan. He's been, he's been running. He runs running, you running running. for the hero. You may not have heard of him. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Sunday morning was, uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. Uh, but someone said, oh, Daniel and Evan, do you know they've been up the entire time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> that must really made you feel good, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so uh, tough mother, I'll see you soon. <laughs> Be one. Oh man. All right. Uh we're gonna start wrapping it up. Uh before we go, uh, any kind of we'll go around the horn once real quick. Any kind of final thoughts or um yeah, any, any other comments you want to make um, or plug any sponsors? I know we had a bunch of sponsors that helped support the event. Uh, Aurora gave, gave us a whole bunch of $100 gift cards that we, we raffled off. We also had uh, Squirrels Nut Butter give us a huge sample that we were able to give away a bunch. We still have a bunch left over. So we're going to probably give those out at Battle of the Lines events and maybe maybe OCRWC at the, uh, if you come over my table, assuming I have a table. I should have a table on OCRWC. And then um, who else do we have? I those, sorry. Yeah, that's that's for your nuts. Not <laughs> really. <laughs> um, and then uh, who else do we have? Aurora, Mudgear, Squirrels Nut Butter, Ufos. Ufos provided uh, two free pairs of shoes, free pairs of sandals to a winner. So, uh, big shout out to all those sponsors, kind of helping out uh, raising money. And again, Becca and Oakley and uh, Infinite Hero for setting up the booth, manning the booth, and uh, Becca's friend. I can't remember his, her, his name. Ryan, Ryan, he came. He came due with the adult beverages as well. Oh, very nice. Yes, he brought a Coors right when I needed. Yes, when I needed him most. All right, we'll start off. We'll start off with Dan. You got any 
Final thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought the Tough Mudder uh, staff was really great. They're, they're, they're great people. They're always coming over and asking you know, if we needed anything. And, uh, you know, they were there to support us. And uh, I really appreciate it. And, and it was fun, again, uh, pacing, uh, although, uh, you know, it's hard work, you know. <laughs> but I, I, looking back at it, I really enjoyed it. It, it, it was a different spin on what I usually do uh, for these events. Damn. Oh, and of course, the, the other guys on the team were great to be with. I mean, uh, I, I'm so fortunate uh, to be a part of uh, OCR and, uh, you know, meet all these people. Daniel, what do you got? Uh, definitely a big shout out to uh, Becca. She really helped out uh, through the course of the day, um, both days, actually. And then... Um, uh, and and again, like Tough Mudder uh, and Steph, she re- they they really took care of us, um, giving us anything that we needed. And like uh, Terry was saying, always asking us if we needed anything more. Um, uh, Evan, thanks for the invite. Uh, uh, I still stand by worst event <laughs> ever, uh, <laughs> and my quads can prove it. So, <laughs> but uh, it was just a good time. So, Bobby, what do you got? Yeah, that sucked. That was that was really hard. That was like a, that was the the hardest hardest thing I've done, uh, physically yet. Um, I would say, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm proud to say that I was a part of it. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, so much so much stress was put on my crew this one more than any of the other events I've done. So uh, it's just a huge. Really felt like a team accomplishment when I crossed the finish line. Did not feel like a personal achievement. So uh, just thanks, everyone, uh, for sticking with me and, uh, yeah, pulling me through it. That's um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Uh, make sure you donate uh, because that's why we kind of do all these things. And uh, also because apparently we like to torture ourselves. <laughs> that pit and pace Terry is the uh, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, the Papyrus Pit Crew rules the night. <laughs> right, that's right. There was a lot of ground made up. I mean, that's that that rings so true. That there was so much ground made up in the middle of the night. So. Yeah, at races at charity, but yeah, that's what that's what we do. All right, we're gonna take off uh, because we need to sleep and we have to catch flights tomorrow. But next time you see us in a pit, make sure to to holler, wave, and say. Hey, Dirty Mike and the boys. (laughs) (laughs) And you will get a call response. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll catch all you later.